What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. If you want to get your intros on or your voicemails on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail in the drop down menu. We love hearing from you guys. We want your guys' thoughts on the games. Uh, thoughts on the offense, the defense, all that good stuff. Uh, we also love getting your guys' intros, so make sure you guys leave us some voicemails and some intros. Uh, uh, today we're going to talk about the Niners, upcoming matchup with the Niners. We've got a couple of voicemails we want to get into. Uh, before we do so, I want to remind you guys to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you don't miss any of the new content that we're putting out. We're going live all the time. You don't want to miss any of that stuff. If you prefer to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. You get access to the private Discord. You get an extra episode every week. You get to play fantasy football with us throughout the season. Uh, you get to meet Browns fans from all over the world. We give away uh, dogs merch. We just we give away a lot of stuff throughout the month. It's a good time. We do weekly pickums. Um, it's just a good time for everybody involved. Browns fans from literally all over the world. Plus, you get access to the dogs um, behind the scenes. You get to really get to know the dogs. So, if that's something you're interested in, you want to know us on a more personal level, head to jointhedogs.com, uh, become an official dog pack member. So, today we were going to have a nice new studio episode for you guys, and 50% of the dogs got sick. So, we're coming to you virtually again. Uh, we're going to get back into the new studio eventually, but nobody wanted to get sick. Josh and Justin are a little under the weather. weather. So thank God we're not doing this podcast uh, in the 1950s. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. And um, So we do have, I think we're just going to start with some voicemails. We get, Again, we love getting you guys' voicemails. So we're going to start the episode, play your guys' voicemails, give us your uh, thoughts, then we'll jump in and we'll do some nightmares. All right, so the first one I'm going to play is the Displaced Browns fan. Now, these, since we weren't able to play uh, the voicemails last week, are right after the Ravens game, so there is going to be some negativity. Just, you know, caution advised. Hey, what's up, dogs? This is the Displaced Browns fan. Hey, DTR, just a message to DTR. You got set up, dude. You got set up by your coach, and you got set up by the quarterback that plays in front of you. Deshaun Watson saying he was going to play all week long, telling all his teammates right up until Sunday morning that he was going to start, he was going to go, and then decided at the last minute he didn't feel like it. He threw you to the dogs. And your coach, with no game plan strategy for you, even after you've been taking reps all week, Kevin Stefanski is a joke. Hey, you got beat in front of your wife and kids because of your coach. And because Deshaun Watson pulled that little stunt, I'd be ticked. Something else to be upset about. Baker Mayfield's three and one. Oh, boy. Let's yeah. go, dogs. Boom, boom, boom. So, so the, right. the main thing I think that we should at least focus on from there is, first of all, we're recording this a little early in the week. So we don't, ha- we don't know exactly what happened on Wednesday or Thursday yet at practice. But as far as we know, Deshaun Watson did sit out Monday's practice. 
with the shoulder. They're now actually calling it a, a rot- right rotator cuff injury, correct? It's a bruise, uh, contusion, bruise, yes. So, you know, maybe on Wednesday, tomorrow, he does practice. By the time you guys are watching this episode, maybe he has put in a couple limited practices and he's on track to play. But no matter what happens this week, I think that we can expect him to be somewhat, if he does play, there will be limitations to his game. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I get this was immediately after the game. So, and I've had, you know, reactions immediately after the game that aren't nice. I just, I don't think, so him saying he's going to play all week, he probably thought he was going to play all week. You know what I mean? Like he probably every day is like, ah, oh, it feels a little bit better. I should be good. I, I mean, haven't we all done that with sports? Like, oh, yeah, I'm a little banged up now, but I should, I should be good to go. Like, I did that today body. with the podcast. I was like, I'll be good. I'll be good by the time I got to leave to get to the studio. And then by the time it came to leave, I said, yeah, I can't do it, guys. I'm not going to be able to make it there. Yeah. So, like, this guy's play. We've talked about this. This dude's played through crazy injuries before. And if if he goes out there to throw before the game and he can't even throw the ball 10 yards, I mean, what what's he supposed to do? Like, well, I told him I was going to play, so I guess I'll go out and play. Well, and we yeah. said that it wasn't just him. Like, he – this this was talked about last week after it happened. Like it wasn't Deshaun that said I don't want to play. They, it was Barry and Stefanski and whoever else was down there evaluating with the trainers and Watson said this guy cannot drive the ball down the field. He knew it. They knew it. I don't think this was any one side saying, "Well, don't play." I think they all collectively came to that conclusion. No, I agree. And then it, I, I've been on the record about this in terms of the the game plan for ETR. Your, your backup quarterback is supposed to be able to execute a game plan. And if, if he, he can't execute a game plan, then he shouldn't be the number two quarterback, which I think we're seeing now going into this week. Like there's talks if Deshaun doesn't play, PJ Walker is going to play. I don't know how much validity t- there is to this, um, but we all got caught up in DTR playing well in the preseason. And you're just seeing like he's just cl- he clearly wasn't ready. I don't care what the game plan was. You know what I mean? Like there was just there was no game plan that was going to make him look better because there were guys open. We 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 watched. I watched Jake Burns's uh, breakdown of that game. There was got, there were plays to be made, and he he wasn't taking them. I'm not saying the game plan was perfect and the offense was perfect. And he was the only weak link, but he wasn't set up to fail if he was ready for if he was ready for the moment and he was a quality backup quarterback. He he would have been fine, or if or at least looked like he belonged. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have looked so overwhelmed. I'm not out on DTR. I'm not saying he's terrible and he should never step on a football field again. I'm saying he's clearly not ready right now. Correct. You know? Yep. So, um, in terms of the the game plan, there what what game plan? What what were they supposed to do that was going to make DTR look great? Because there were checkdowns, there were there were throws, there were there was stuff there. He just didn't take it. So. Um, again, I have I have the ability to look at this. You know, I'm now like ten days removed from the game. You left the voicemail right after the game, so you know I'm not going to give you a flack for that. Uh, but the last thing I'm going to say is like the Baker Mayfield being three and one thing. I could literally care less what Baker Mayfield is doing. I don't care at all. Baker Mayfield wouldn't be three and one with the Browns right now. I that's can tell you that right it's now. exactly it. People want to take his record anywhere else and say that's what it would be on the Browns. That is that you can't do that. That's not the case. Yeah. Well, the Bears haven't had the the privilege to play um, the Bears and the Vikings and the busted up Saints. You know what I mean? Like they haven't had the privilege to play 
that those defenses, the the one tough team that the Buccaneers have played this year, he looked less than average at best. Okay. Um so um and they lost. So the you gotta spare me the the Baker Mayfield's three and one thing. I said, look at the gauntlet that the Browns have gone against. Like for a team that is maybe trying to find their way offensively a little bit, especially after losing a Chubb and they're trying to adapt their scheme to Deshaun. It's not like we were given easy defenses to figure that out. The The Bengals have a good pass rush in Trey Henderson and Sam Hubbard. I mean, they're pretty much destroying everybody that they're playing, those two guys. Uh, the Steelers clearly have one of the best defenses in football. The Ravens have a really good defense, and the Titans' pass defense might be suspect, but they have a really good front seven and a very good pass. So it's not like we were handed an easy stretch of games at the beginning of the year to give this offense a chance. And then you add in a rainstorm in week one, you add in losing Nick Chubb in week two and starting your backup in week four. Like, what? I mean, I'm not saying the offense is perfect and there's some things to work on, but man, that's that's a lot going against you when it's already hard to to go out and you know what I mean. Well, excuse me. On the Baker Mayfield note, I would just point out Deshaun didn't play week four. If Baker didn't play week four, they'd both be two and one. So no difference. Um. You know, and I get what you're saying, though, with this guy's voicemail is right after the game. Uh, emotions are always high right after the game, right after a blowout. I mean, I've said things, uh, you know, I've written off a season after week one, probably. I think we all have. I mean, we've been doing that for 20 years. But, I mean, I said this last week. I defend Stefanski when people criticize him for no reason. It's not that I support everything he does. And if we could get rid of Stefanski in the offseason and bring in some amazing offensive-minded coach, I'd be down to do that too. But if, say Deshaun, a report came out Sunday after the Titans game that said Deshaun injured his shoulder, he's ruled out for, for week four, and we had the whole week to prepare. We're still not winning that game. Did you see what happened? <laughs> We lost twenty-eight to three. We barely got the three. Ah, uh, John, I, go ahead, buddy. Even if Andy Reid is our coach, like you can blame Stefanski if you want to, but give us some details. Tell us exactly what Stefanski could have done to lead DTR to a victory in Week Four with a week of prep. It's way more easily said than done. We weren't winning that game. If you're in Ohio, Browns fans, DraftKings has upped their sign-up offer to kick off this football season. New users can place a $5 first bet to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. Plus, get up to $150 back in bonus bets if your team loses. All you have to do is sign up with our code, the Dogs, all one word. Using our code, the Dogs not only gets you these great bonuses, it also supports this podcast. So if you have been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure you use the code the Dogs to maximize your first bet. So this offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. I agree, John. Uh, the only thing I wanted to touch on is based on the voicemail, Blake kind of touched on it already. There were there were there were plays being made, and I think the 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 game speed was just too much for him. It's not like this was like the number one overall pick in the draft, Bryce Young, and like this dude wasn't ready. He's a fifth round rookie. 
he looked good in preseason and we've learned preseason obviously it doesn't translate to great great success right off the bat when it was week one so for me we watched the film he missed plays i'm not even sure if dobbs was there that we would have come out win that game i'm just just being honest i mean i think that our best chance of winning is to have our qb1 there and healthy i mean it is what it is i'm already on to the next week um, yeah that's yeah that's what you have to do you know we got a comment on one of our last videos that somebody said something like the it's just one game mentality is why the browns are the browns it's just one game mentality is why other teams win Super Bowls. Exactly. exactly. You don't see well. It's it's about Pittsburgh fans writing off their season after a loss. You don't see Baltimore fans panicking after this past game. The literally the division is wide open. It's how you respond after the it's just one game because the Steelers are a great example. They get blown out in Week One. How do they respond against the Browns? They beat us. They get blown out in Week Three or yeah, whatever four. How they respond against the Ravens? They beat them. You know what I mean? They they bounce back and they handle business. That's what you want to now. Obviously, we need to transition into the the Forty Niners preview for the game. Now, bounce back doesn't necessarily mean win for me. I I don't know about you guys in terms of the the outcome of this game. I just want to see a tough played game. You know what I mean? Like, come out, don't lay down. I don't care who's playing quarterback. I don't care. I want to see our defense playing strong, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, what do you guys... If we we end up two and three after this game, our record is three games worse than what it could potentially be, and it's two games better than what it could potentially be. And we just got through with the hardest part of our schedule. So if we lose, which we very well could, I mean, I'm telling you now, let's, let's just chill and keep in mind we got a whole season. We're going to keep getting better, and we'll be fine, guys. Do you want to play any more voicemails before we jump into the Niners, or are we good? Um, maybe I'll play the one from Kenny Mack and just talk about, maybe as we talk about the Niners, we can talk about some some moves maybe the Browns can make here. Okay. Yo, guys, we are moving into the bye week, and there's a couple points. Wondering what we're doing as a, as a team. Number one, Elijah Moore. What are we doing with this guy? I just don't like how these plays are working out. I guess they're like short run passes, or you call it run passes. I just don't know where we're going with this guy based on the first four games. Love our defense, looking good. Love everything about it. I don't think we need anything there. Special teams is okay, except like maybe Elijah Moore could return some kicks as well. Uh, next up, and I'm, it's about the receivers and our supposed interest in some receivers. Uh, Devontae Adams is supposedly coming here. There's more interest in Jerry Judy. I'm sure Hunter Renfrew will be here at some point. And it goes on and on. Listen, if Watson can't stay on his feet, he's always on his back. It doesn't matter who we get. Our offensive line hasn't been that great. And if anything can make it gel, just get a new offensive tackle. But give me your thoughts, guys. I am out. <laughs> no, I, I agree with uh, Kenny. I really, I really wanted to ask uh, Jake on the episode Josh and I did with him earlier this week about the Elijah Moore usage and how he used him. We just ran out of time before I could get to it, and maybe we can have him back on um, and we can get into some more stuff. I think like we had all these ideas of what Elijah Moore could do, like he could be our version of a Debo Samuel, but I think. And in the preseason, it looked like maybe he could handle that kind of thing. 
And again, this is another case of the preseason just doesn't translate to success in the regular season. I just don't know if he has that kind of ability. I'm not saying he's not a nice player. He's not a nice receiver. But I think the key here is he's a receiver. Debo Samuel is, he's a freak. You know what I mean? Like he's hes a hybrid anything. He's just an athletic man-child. And I think Elijah Moore can be a very solid, good wide receiver. Um, I'd be, I think it was Nathan Zagura came out and said he expects him after the bye week to be much more of just your standard wide receiver. We're not going to see as much of the, the stuff with him. And I think that's a good thing. I think and Elijah Moore, I think he was happy to be involved in the offense um, because he was never involved in New York. Um, but I think he probably wants to be involved in a way that maximizes his skill set. So I think it's good for I think it's good for the Browns and it's good for Elijah Moore to just kind of let's transition into using him in the way that maximizes his skill set. Yes, like past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Well, like even our running backs are having problems getting like good yards per carry. So what do we expect that Elijah Moore is going to get when everybody sees he's in the backfield? If you're a defensive coordinator, you already know what that play is going to be. I mean, just to me personally, every time they throw him out there and he's lined up next to Watson, I'm like, well, it's either going left or right here to this dude. <laughs> Hopefully he can get the edge. And he's had opportunities. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was a Baltimore game. The bad, bad busted where it went back. He had an opportunity to bust that thing super all the way. And it just kind of just didn't translate. And that was a little bit on him. But um, he's he's got a lot of good skills. He's He's a great, great route runner. He's fast. Um, so it's, I'm interested to see him just as a regular, just slot receiver and just kind of cut him loose. Just let him, let him do his thing. Obviously, Amari's going to look nice. Um, I'm just curious to, to see him just do his thing. Yeah. Well, in terms of bringing other guys in, I don't think there's any world where Devonte Adams plays here as much as I would like that, but it's just a pipe dream. Um, especially the Raiders managed to win last night. So their season's not washed already. Um, and Jerry Judy, I think, could be a possibility, maybe, depending on what the, the Broncos want to do. I think Garrett Bowles from the Broncos has been a guy that we've heard the Browns have been kicking the tires on. Um, right now we have a turnstile at left tackle, which is another guy I wanted to talk to Jake about that we didn't get to. Um, and so I don't know enough about Garrett Bowles currently. I know like what he has been. I don't know enough about how he's playing now. Um, but anything's got to be an upgrade over what we have at left tackle right now. Um to kind of transition into like a 49ers uh, preview here, that could be the single thing I'm the most afraid of in this game is Jed Wills. They're going to put Nick Bosa over him every single play. Yeah. Like, like there's not going to be any moving Nick Bosa around. He's going to be over him every single play. And I just, he's going to get dog whooped every single play. And, so if it's if it's Deshaun, he's going to probably be running for his life. If it's P.J. Walker, luckily he's athletic. He's going to probably be running for his life. I just don't see any world in which we block their front right now. Not the way our offensive line has been playing. I just, I just don't see it. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, fall is in the air, and that means we're looking forward to crisp mornings, falling leaves, and more sweater weather. More importantly, you gotta get the best meats for your tailgates, for your outdoor cookouts this fall. Just to kind of put the bad taste of the Browns game out of your mouth, get the great taste of Omaha Steaks coming in. 
Omaha Steaks has all your fall cravings covered with 50% off site-wide during the semi-annual sale. That's 50% off all your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their butcher's cut filet mignons. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out, and you get an additional $30 off your order. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. You get endless flavor, endless value, incredible entrees, scrumptious size, decadent desserts, and just so much more. All of it, 50% off right now during the semi-annual sale. Every bite is backed by their 100% unconditional guarantee. And like I said, you get $30 off your order when you use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. My freezer constantly stocked with Omaha Steaks food. It is the best. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Shop all of these delicious favorites for half the price. Get 50% off plus $30 extra off your order when you use promo code DOGS at checkout. Get to omahasteaks.com right now because this sale is only for a limited time. Minimum purchase may apply. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. No, I mean, I agree. I, I'd i like to hope that heading into Sunday that we're, as long as Njoku or whoever they got out there at tight end, maybe we can just put him on that side and just force a double team on him. Nick Bosa is a dude that he's almost like a Miles Garrett. You can put a double team on him and he's still probably going to blow the play up like a TJ Watt. doesn't matter what you do. He's a game wrecker. He just disrupts everything that you try to do offensively. So, I mean, that's a plan that we can do, but I, like you said, Blake, I, I would fully expect that they would line him up on Wills every time. Um, and if not, I mean, DeLon's nice. We like DeLon, but I I don't think we can say that he would match up great against Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is one of the best in the league. It's just a bad mismatch right now for the Browns. So I think we have to just try to utilize, maybe throw a double team, just shift, you know, do something. But you can't just let him have a one-on-one every time, especially if it's with Wills. This this is one of those games where um, – I, I've I've said this, I almost, I don't want to chalk it up to a loss, but that's kind of like where my head is at. And and it's, it's I say that is, it's less of an indictment on the Browns and more of an endorsement on the 49ers. I think they're, I think they're honestly that much better than not just the Browns right now. I think they're that much better than everybody. And it's not just because they spanked Dallas. Okay. Because we all know Dallas can shrink in big games, but Dallas is a better team than, than what they got made look like on uh, Monday night, okay? And they have a, a pretty good defense. They, I mean, Michael Parsons is no joke, okay? Um, and I just think the play of, like, the, they're just a well-oiled machine. We talked about this. If the Browns have a healthy Deshaun for the next 12 games and we and we go on a run and we make the Super Bowl and we've, been, and we've adapted this offense to Deshaun and we're playing at a really high level, then yes, I like my chances to go in and come in to play with them. But right now, we are kind of trying to find our way. We have a quarterback that if he does play, he hasn't thrown a football in three weeks. And and they're about as a well-oiled machine as I've seen in a very long time. I mean, where's the weakness for them? You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and people, I guess a big thing too is people are like, Kyle, look at how good Kyle Shanahan, he's got the seventh, the last pick in the draft 
uh, and he's making them look so good. I got news for you people. Brock Purdy is just good at football. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. because if if you could plug any old bum into this system, Jimmy G would have looked this good in it. Uh, Nick Mullins would have looked this good in it. C.J. Beathard would have looked this good in it. Trey Lance would have. No, Brock Purdy is elevating Kyle Shanahan's system and allowing him to finally call it the way he has always wanted to call it. Um, Brock Purdy's playing is such a high level. He might not have like an, a cannon arm, but his mechanics are insane. He's fundamental and he reads defenses so fast and he pushes the ball down the field. Like he's not dinking and dunking. He throws bombs. Okay. And then after the catch, there's not there's not better guys in the league after the catch than Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, yeah. uh, George Kittle. Um, we, we haven't even mentioned Christian McCaffrey. Yet. Yeah, yeah. They also have that guy. So it's pretty it, it, like this is a game where, and I'm, I've just seen some things on Twitter where like the Browns have just as much talent as the Niners. There's no excuse for Stefanski in this game. Again, I'm not I'm not trying to say there's an excuse for Stefanski. They're all professional football players. But you're, you're living in a, a crazy world if you think the Browns have just as much talent as they do on both sides of the ball right now. Our, our number one receiver, I could potentially make the argument, would be their number three. Right. It And it's what you said to start this whole thing was perfect. I mean, it's not like the Browns are horrible because we don't think they can beat the 49ers. I don't think anybody, like you said, can beat the 49ers. They Nobody's even come close to, to matching up with them at all so far this season. And I think Arizona's given them the best. Run. Arizona gave them the best run for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the way that Purdy came out and just you know decimated Dallas's you know great defense. That's where I want to see. I want to see what our if our defense can limit their offense. That's what I, I want to see. That our defense is elite, like we believe it is. I want to see them. I mean, yes, the 49ers are going to get theirs. They will, but how much of it? You know what I mean? Are we able to? hold Purdy around that 200 yards or, you know, maybe he only throws a touchdown. Maybe we keep them under 20 points. Like, what can our defense do against them? Can our offense give our defense enough time on the sidelines to be effective? Those are the kinds of things I'm looking for. I do have a question for you guys, and I I don't know if it's just me as a Browns fan kind of buying into some type of optimism or hope heading into the weekend. They, uh, 49ers have been kind of chirping all week still at Dallas. Um, George Kittle's been chirping. I, uh, not I, Debo's been chirping at Parsons. Do you think there's any chance that these guys are just kind of going into a hangover just coming off such? Cause that was a big win for them. You know what I mean? That was, that was a, that was a rivalry. That's, there's bad prime time. You know what I mean? So it was literally, that was kind of a preview. Other than the Eagles, hey, this is an NFC best of the best right now. Um, do you guys think there's any chance that they kind of come in still riding high off that win and just kind of I've literally had 49ers fans I've told you guys last week say that this is basically just a bye week they're just they don't could care less what the Browns do yeah no, I would doubt that the that I think the coach kind of has that under control I would think I mean they're they're that good for a reason you know so and they know they know that Browns defense is good I don't think the 49ers are going to judge the Browns defense off of the 28 points we allowed, you know, for the Ravens. They know they're going up against a good defense. They know they're going to have to play well. So I, I'm expecting them to come fully prepared. I, uh, I want to clarify when I said I could make the argument that Cooper would, Amari Cooper would be the three on their team. He would be the two. Don't come at me, Browns fans. Um, I, so hopefully you already turn off the episode right there to come comment. 
but I do. Debo would be the best wide receiver on our team, in my opinion. At least the most explosive athlete. Like Amari Cooper is a great route runner and stuff like that. But when I think in terms of like yards after the catch, explo- Debo Samuel is just different. And Ayuk is very. These guys are so tough to. They're going to test your tackling. Like Christian McCaffrey doesn't go down in one hit. Debo. I mean, sometimes it takes five guys to take Debo down. Like these dudes, and we have George Kittle. You know, top three tight end in all of football. So they're gonna they're gonna push stress on the defense. Um, like you like you said, Josh. I just want to see us make it tough. Even if we come out and it's like clear, like uh, at least offensively right now, depending on who's a quarterback, we're clearly overmatched. And maybe we feel like at any point that like we never felt like a real threat in the game, but we at least make it ugly and we make it tough on them, and they beat us seventeen to three or something like that. Then I can go. Well, the defense is still really good. Offense has got some work to do, but let's get Deshaun's uh, shoulder all the way healthy. We got a stretch of games coming up where I think we can put some things together, and we'll see him again at the end of the year when we're also a oiled machine. Um, I'm not trying to be like too down on the Browns, like I'm just trying to like blow the Niners, but um, I just think I mean they're 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 Super Bowl favorites right now for a reason, and I just don't think the Browns are are there yet. I think we can be. Um, especially if we get Deshaun healthy, but I just think we're in two different places right now as a team. And, you know, we wouldn't all be tuning into the game if we didn't think we could win. Right. Yeah, Sharif, I'm going, like hell, I'm going up there. <laughs> if I thought they were going to get blown out, I'd save the day. I'd save the gas. I'd sell the tickets. Yeah. Watch the Browns beat the Saints and the Patriots. Um, yes. After they won Super Bowls. Yes. So And we were dog crap then. Yes. Strangers that... Yep, our best player was our kicker. If if Deshaun plays and and he can actually play, like he can actually throw, I don't. I think we can at least come out and play a solid game. If we have to rule out there with PJ Walker or DTR, I just think we're not going to do much. I mean, their defense is. Um, I'm no like huge Dak Prescott fan, but Dallas's offense can at least usually like move the ball a little bit. They, I mean, they made Dak look like DTR. So what are they going to make DTR look like? Um, you know what I mean? So it's just I, a lot of it depends on Deshaun Watson. And, and to be honest, if he's not 100% like confident and ready to go and can actually play up to a high level, don't even play him. Because two and three with a loss to the Niners doesn't really mean anything to us in the long run in terms of winning the division or doing what we want to do. There's still plenty of time left in this season to get Deshaun healthy and go on a run and do so, yeah. Right, two and three with Deshaun healthy for the rest of the season is different than two and three with Deshaun on season-ending IR. Well, here's the deal: if, if Deshaun goes on season-ending IR, the season's over. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there's just there's no point in risking that. You're not doing what you want to do as a team with PJ Walker or DTR and no Nick Chubb. Look at the Jets. The is. Yeah. yeah. So um, he just you'd be punting on the season. So uh, yeah, make sure he's. 100% ready to go. Something I want to clear up too. Medically cleared does not mean anything. So these people will say he just doesn't have love for the game. That is such BS. Medical clear doesn't mean that you can go out there and perform and execute at the level that is required to play quarterback in the NFL. Like it just means that he is healthy enough that in theory he can go out there. It has nothing to do with pain. has nothing to do with performance. It just means he's not going to get hurt worse. He's not in danger, okay? Um, yeah, so medically clear, it doesn't mean anything. 
I mean, it could even mean like he's got full range of motion of that shoulder when they're testing him out inside the building before the game, but then he goes out there to throw and he doesn't have the necessary strength to push the ball down the field, which is what they concluded why they why they sat him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be here. I'll, I'll, we'll kind of uh, want to do a quick one here. So right now, Christian McCaffrey is at 14 games straight of scoring a touchdown. It's the easiest bet in football right now is to bet an anytime touchdown Christian McCaffrey. Uh, 15 games, I think, would either give him the record or tie him the record for most consecutive games with a touchdown. Are you betting that? Does he the, the, does he get the touchdown this week? I should bet it because I always lose. <laughs> Do it for me, buddy. Do it. I saw uh, an put a paycheck on it. I saw in state an insane stat that in his first game, if you would have bet $100 for him to win uh, to score a touchdown at any point in the game. And then you just kept you. So you, then you took whatever money you won there. And then the next week, bet all that on him to score. If you would just keep rolling it over and making that one bet every week, you would have like 80 grand right, right now. That's how consistently in scoring touchdowns. So, um, I mean, the Browns are going to have their hands full. I, I, I do think the defense can come out and play well. Is that we got to tackle. Key to the game is tackling. Is tackling. Don't turn the ball over. One thing that in the the worst thing for me is we got Miles Garrett going up against the best left tackle in football, and they get it to have Nick Bosa going up against one of the worst left tackles in football. To me, that's like that's a huge issue. Yeah, so, I agree. Anybody got anything else they want to touch on with the 49ers? I don't. I mean, I know this is a this could have probably doubled as a Niners uh, podcast because we were hyping them up so much. I'm just, I guess I'm just trying. To, I think we uh, just reiterate, just keep your expectations in check. Know that, you know, this is not a game that you should expect the Browns to go in and dominate anybody or, you know, whatever. We're playing the absolute best team right now in the NFL by far. I mean, it's yeah, not like there's a second close team or, you know, the, they're one of the top five. This is the best team by far. And like Blake said, by the end of the season, this is where we're hoping to be. Yeah. We are not there right now. So don't expect us to to be. This I just is a don't measuring, want, a measuring stick game. Yes, exactly. I just don't want to. If we lose this game, I just don't want to have to deal with the sky is falling for another week because, like, like this just calm down, please. Like, that's no the thing. Like, season left. if we lose, how did we lose? You know what I mean? Did we have a complete, absolute collapse on both sides of the ball, and we have more things to worry about, or did we play tough and we just? We just didn't have enough in the end to overcome. You know what I mean? There, There is a difference in, in the outcome. Like, I'll yeah. tell you right now, if if we have to play a backup in this game, I'm looking at things like, yeah. did the defense play tough? The defense didn't fold. Did we have any, could we, did we eliminate turnovers? Uh, how many penalties did we have? Did we keep penalties? Like, if we had to come out and play with a backup quarterback, I'm looking for things like, did we still play a clean game penalty-wise? Did we, did we limit turnovers? Did the defense who's healthy come out and make them earn it that you know what i mean like that's the kind of stuff i'm gonna be watching for if we have to we have to come out here with deshaun and he's healthy that i'm my expectations will be more but right now we don't know if deshaun's gonna play so if we're rolling out through pj walker dtr i'm looking for things like that to build on going into the part of the season that with a healthy deshaun is going to be what decides the brown season this game is going to be what decides the brown season win or lose so no and i think it's it's just a really good test for the defense i'm that's probably like the biggest thing that stands out to me about this game is this is probably the best game to kind of judge how legit our defense is, you know, after after the Ravens game. No. 
So, well, we got a couple of sickos in here. We said we wouldn't go forever. All right, guys, out. So, I'm, well, uh, I'm dying. <laughs> we're going to wrap this thing up here. I'll let these guys get out of here, take some medicine, and go to bed. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here with us. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed our episode with Jake Burns. If you haven't got to watch it, please go watch it. He gave us a ton of good insight on the Browns offense and just the Browns uh, as a whole. Um, so it was an awesome episode to do. We're definitely going to have him back on sometime. So if you haven't got to watch that yet, make sure you do. So uh, thank you guys again for being here. Hopefully the Browns can give us some uh, some good stuff to talk about next week. Maybe we'll pull one out. Hopefully Deshaun is healthy uh, and we'll get to have a victory Monday or Tuesday. Um, but until then, have a good week. Go Browns and uh, let's pray for Jed Wills. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.